Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Okay, so we are recording. Everything looks good. And oh, this isn't what I'm looking for. All right. All right. You read. Yep. And I'll here we go. Here you go. Three, two. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, September 5th, 2018 in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm not going to be thrown off by that. From Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from the same place Tom is standing, literally inches from me, I'm Scott Johnson. (laughs) And uh, from a place that's closer to Studio Finland than Salt Lake City, I'm Roger. We, we started this innovation yesterday, Sarah. Roger's just going to introduce himself from now on. Great. <laughs> I am the Eeyore to your Christopher Robbins. Oh, <laughs> but that means you're so sad all the time. But the, you know what? Kind of accurate. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's already working better. Uh, no, because it started when, when it was like, well, I should introduce Roger's here. So people understand when he pipes in later who he is. But now it's like, well, it just seems silly for me to have to introduce him. So we're going to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roger's part of the show. All introduce right. Introduce yourself, man. So with that taken care of, let's start with a few tech things you should know. Oh, yeah. There's the part for that, too. Yeah. There, there you go. There it is. Theranos is shutting down its business entirely, according to an email that Theranos CEO David Taylor sent shareholders and was published by the Wall Street Journal. Now, Tom reminded me earlier this morning that we have perhaps never talked about Theranos on the show before. The company claimed a cheaper alternative to traditional medicine tests like blood tests until inconsistencies in the company's practices were published in 2015. That also started with the Wall Street Journal. Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes was indicted on federal wire fraud charges in June, along with the company's former CEO, COO rather, and President Ramesh Balwani. Prosecutors say the two defrauded investors, doctors, and patients. You guys never talked about that? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Didn't really think it was much of a Well, it was, but now it is. Uh, BitTorrent publicly launched a new BitTorrent client. How very exciting. uTorrent Web, which has been in beta for years. uTorrent Web handles all downloading and playback from within your browser. And like uTorrent, uTorrent Web can play audio and video files before they're finished downloading. uTorrent Web is only available for Windows for now. Snap introduced two new styles of its Spectacles 2 glasses. They're not giving up, folks. You can get Veronica and Nico 
with polarized lenses and a new black semi-soft case, both available starting today for $199 in limited quantities to be sold at select Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus stores in the U.S. and a variety of retailers in Europe this fall. Snap's partner Lensable will continue to let customers order prescription lenses for their glasses. Neiman Marcus, mm, you know, it's, high pretty, scale. it's kind of high society, yeah. Nintendo Direct Stream has been scheduled for Thursday, September 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. According to the Nintendo Direct website, the presentation will run for 35 minutes. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. And we'll cover both 3DS and Switch games. They're pretty good at the time. Yeah, because it's right? all pre-made now, so they don't. Yeah, do they pre live. they pre-produce them. Yeah, so I'm guessing they'll hit the the mark. The big they're probably is, the only one that has a chance of staying close yeah. to their time. The biggest issue is whether or not they will make up for okay. their very lackluster showing at E3. Yeah, I yeah. think that's why this is happening when it's happening. They need to do something before the holidays get here. So we'll see. all right, well, let's talk a little bit about another company that's not pivoting so much as changing direction. Yeah, how about Vimeo? Vimeo CEO. And Jolly Sued. How you like them apples? That was all right. It was all fine until you pointed it oh, out. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. You should have just played it off, man. It was perfect. Scott just really likes his name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the CEO of Vimeo uh, uh, tells Axios the company is changing its business to focus on selling software tools to its community instead of being a video viewing destination. Sued said this allows Vimeo to go after a less competitive social software as a service market focused on stock images of video. Vimeo will now sell Vimeo Stock, a software tool for creators like Giddy Images and Shutterstock. I think this is a fascinating shift. Yeah, they're sort of ceding the platform ground to YouTube Mm -hmm. and saying, we're going to be a distribution channel focused on helping creators creating their videos. Where are people going to get their legal nudity, though? Because that's a thing they're known for. You go to Vimeo for your artistic Mm. naked people dancing. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, big time. I just, you know, I've always known Vimeo as, yeah, I'd signed up in 2009, I think is when my account started. And yeah, at the time, YouTube was was ahead of Vimeo, but Vimeo was a legitimate competitor to YouTube. It was kind of the same thing. Yeah, um, and over time, it, it sort of became a more, well, you know, if you work for an ad agency mm-hmm. or you're a little bit more serious about Indie video quality, you might go to Vimeo over YouTube. Yeah, that I, was still a few years ago, right? Yeah, so, they also, they also know, seem at this point, to. I've been paying for a pro account on Vimeo for years, yeah. and I have to admit, I'm like, oh, I mean, no one's really coming here. It, this is not a place for discovery anymore. No. no, no, that's the thing, and they're leaning into that. They're like, fine, we'll do what we're known for and good at. They also had uh, for a hot moment there. They were the place you'd go for the more artistic stuff, but also like documentaries and, sh- mm-hmm. and longer form stuff. But YouTube's sure. doing that all now. It's no longer 15 minute limits on YouTube. So yeah. Uh, it's probably the pivot they have to make. China's Mobike bike-sharing company is leaving Manchester, England, making it the only city among 200 worldwide to lose service. Mobike says it was losing roughly 10% of its bikes each month to theft and vandalism, including bikes that have been set on fire or left in canals or perhaps garbage dumpsters. It's Manchester. Mobike has processed refunds and removed the bikes from the city. The company will continue to operate in London, Newcastle, Pontine, Oxford, and Cambridge. And apparently they got close to doing the same thing in Newcastle, but were able to get things worked out. Uh, Manchester is sort of like, well, hey, you've worked at this out in other places. Uh, it's not it's not like you, you couldn't have done it here. Right. But Mobike begs to differ, right? They're like, no, we tried. Like... Uh, I, I Your consumers it, are revolting. Maybe not the right market. <laughs> well, I don't even know it's the consumers. It's just 
people or, who are right yeah, yeah the, the, the populace yeah because general. it was actually well used a lot of people were using the bikes uh but there were also unfortunately a lot of people vandalizing the bikes or trying to steal them it is an example i think i mean the the temptation is to make jokes about manchesterites or or, or something but it is a it is a symbol that when you are a company going into a different culture you mm-hmm. it can be hard right we think of that as Western companies going into China, but here's a Chinese company going into Manchester, just unable to navigate the culture. Do you think it got any worse when like football time comes around? Uh, soccer, I mean. I, I mean, again, that's the stereotype, right? Yeah. The yobs going out. Well, but, but, um, one of our stories last week about Uber possibly using jump bikes um, to make new Uber bikes in a warehouse in, in San Francisco it was the same thing. The CEO of Jump didn't say whether they were doing it or not, but did say there is an issue. You know, people steal parts of the bikes. They mm. vandalize them. You know, they take the chains. This is an ongoing problem that we have to solve when we manufacture the bikes in general. Yeah. According to new research from a team at Northeastern University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst, published by Bloomberg today, Netflix and YouTube are the most throttled services by telecoms in the United States. Uh, the data was gathered from an app called WeHe, which was downloaded by 100,000 customers to monitor when data speeds to mobile services differ from the general network speed available. AT&T and Verizon were showed to be throttling the most. The carriers said, we're only slowing video to manage congestion and we don't target video by its source. So it's kind of a he said, she said, because if you look at it from the carrier's point of view, if they're saying we only slow down the video to DVD quality when we're congested, then that means the most popular sources of video would be the ones to show up the most, which is YouTube and Netflix. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that they're. Well, I'm a little bit. I'm. I guess I'm not surprised that there's some throttling going on, but I thought I thought nobody was allowed to do this anymore. Why did I think that? Why did I think I, I know that? Hold on, I know that the whole oh, thing with like has changed, Scott. rollback of all that stuff. Yeah, I'm saying is that a sign of that? Well, first of all, because the they carri- all said, "Oh, we're not changing." The anything. carriers could always do this. T-Mobile was doing zero rating on on video and throttling everything that wasn't in its plan before the open internet guidelines were changed. Yeah. Mobile carriers always had an, had an out on this. This is trying to show whether that practice has increased. Since the change, since dropping the open internet guidelines and the reclassification of the internet, and it says it seems like maybe it has increased. The carriers are saying if it's increased, it's only because we're free to manage our networks better. I think what the the problem I'm having is that I don't you I've unlimited data now, but I'm still in this paranoid position where I'm thinking, well, I can't just watch a TV show on Hulu on my phone. That's weird. Yeah. Where's the Wi-Fi? You like can. It, I can, but I don't. And in fact, even when they throttle you, you might not notice the difference because it, it brings it from 1080p down to 480i, mm. which on a lot on of a phones, phone, yeah, notice, yeah. may, some people may not even be able to tell. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I have Verizon Unlimited, and when I'm at the gym, they have like weird Wi-Fi there that never works. Mm. I do watch movies and TV shows on my phone, and it's that's, you know, that's LTE, and for the most part, it works really nice. But I, I realize that I am much more of a data hog than the average person. Yeah. I watch a lot of, you know, high video quality stuff. Um, that said, I do want to know if unlimited is unlimited and when it is not. Yeah. I agree. Google launched a new search engine for scientific data called Dataset Search. Universities, governments, and other institutions that publish their data online can include meta tag, sorry, metadata tags in their web pages. 
that describe who created it, uh, when it was published, and how it was collected, etc. Uh, Google tells The Verge the goal is to unify the ability to find in the tens of thousands of different re- repositories for datasets online. The initial release of dataset search will cover the environmental and social sciences government data and data sets from news organizations like ProPublica. This is a really cool effort. So what Google's doing is saying, you've got a lot of data out there in support of articles, in support of studies. Uh, but even the people who want to find it can't always find it. They use an example in their, their article on The Verge of a climatologist who wanted a particular kind of data and didn't find it until she ran into a colleague at a conference who told her where it was. And it was in a very prominent data repository that she just hadn't checked. So Google doesn't want to replace those repositories. It wants to index them and make it easy for scientists to find the kind of data sets that will help them in their research. I like it. <laughs> I mean, look, what's that's not a, to like, what's not to like there. That seems like data we could, I don't know, benefit from. Don't make it so hard or weird to get to. I, I'm, I'm all in on that. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, uh, as much as Google can, I mean, Google is such a repository for data in general, but as much as it can make sense of this kind of data that specific people, you know, are you researching something specific? Are you uh, part of an organization like a university? Are you part of a government organization? All of that, um, the more you know. And this is the kind of thing that isn't found in just general web spidering, right? These these are sometimes called the hidden web uh, and you need specialty search engines for them. So, I mean, it's, I'm surprised that no one has done this before. And yet, uh, as big as Google is, the academic uh, the academic world seems to be welcoming it. Yeah, at least so far. Well, speaking of large networks, let's talk about Facebook. According to a new Pew Research Center study surveying U.S. adults that was conducted from May 29th through June 11th, 42% of Facebook users have taken a break from the network in the past year. of those users aged 18 and older say they've adjusted their privacy settings in the past 12 months. That number is actually higher for younger users. Around 42% say they've taken a break from checking the platform for several weeks or more at a time. 26% say they've detected, deleted rather, the Facebook app from their cell phone. Just, I done with it, don't want it. And 74% of those Facebook users say they've taken at least one of those actions in the past year, there's anything that I've just described. Also, Republicans are no more likely than Democrats to have taken a break from Facebook or deleted the app from their phone in the past year, according to the study. Oh, they're all the same after all, Tom. Well, I, the, the point of that, I think what Pew, Pew Research was trying to show was, uh, and if you read the study, they say this, they were trying to investigate whether there there is a suppression of voices or, or a particular political leaning leaving the platform in, in larger numbers than another sure. because they don't feel their voice is heard. And they don't see evidence of that. Mm. Well, even if they did, like these numbers seem high and crazy, like 42% taking a break. Like those, that seems like weird. But on a platform at 2.5 billion or whatever it is now. It's not really that shocking. Like, and of course, we're all going to change those settings. And I'm telling you, every time you hear in a news story where it says Facebook uh, turns out have been, you know, holding whatever information and they've got a new option up to go turn that off. I think people generally, at least in some percentage, about like half. to go and do it. About yeah. half. They Maybe go a do little it. less than half. Yeah. Go and do it. They're like yeah. Android upgraders. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's well, not really and, a jab. And, and no, it's more of the manufacturers, not not the users' yeah. fault in that case. But yeah, yeah, I will say, and this is anecdotal and, you know, very much my personal sort of social group, but Facebook is falling off. 
It's falling mm. off the way that I would say a lot of my Twitter friends fell off a few years ago because they were like, eh, it's Twitter. Um, and I think that Facebook doesn't lose because so many of those people are just on Instagram all day now. Mm-hmm. But I, I've really seen a drop in usage among people that were quite prolific on Facebook in the past. Again, small sample. Yeah, so those yeah. are just my friends and I don't have 5,000 of them, but it, this, this does seem to be a trend where people are like, ah, you know, like taking a week off. I'm not missing anything. I have a small sample of three kids. My, well, one doesn't live here anymore, but my three kids, none of them use Facebook anymore. Mm. All of them are on uh, constant Instagram. Like you say, they're 18, they're 21, they're 23 for whatever she is. And that's, that's it for them. They're done <laughs> with Facebook. My daughter? They have zero. Okay. Now, again, that's anecdotal, right? right. But it feels right. yeah. real to me that that yeah. change is happening. Well, I remember a monthly active user only has to use Facebook once to count. So that number can stay high with people almost never using Facebook. Right. And then suddenly just drop off if people really stop. Yeah. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Go do it right now. All right. Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey told the Senate Intelligence Committee in the United States Wednesday that they are better prepared to combat foreign interference on their platforms. Now, this comes about a year after both companies told the same panel that Russia used inauthentic accounts to spread confusing messaging around the 2016 election. Google had been invited to testify at the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, but declined to send Google CEO Sundar Pichai or Alphabet CEO Larry Page. Google's Kent Walker, the senior vice president of the Global Affairs Department and, and generally their top lawyer, was made available, but Congress declined to let him testify, saying they wanted the decision makers. Yeah. Uh, not the lawyer. Well, he's the guy who makes the decisions about social networking type policies and election ads. But hey, whatever. Well, they actually, they, wanted, right. they, they yeah. wanted a big the name. The name recognition yeah. isn't there. Yeah. In the afternoon session today in the U.S. House, Dorsey answered questions about whether social media is biased against conservative views. So I want to go over a little bit of, of what happened at each of these events uh, and a little bit about each of the stuff. And then I have an opinion about what's going on here that's evolved today and is a little different even than what i said on the morning stream this morning mm. in the senate intelligence committee senator mark warner said i'm skeptical that ultimately you'll be able to truly address this challenge talking about election meddling on your own congress is going to have to take action here Ugh. so that's making the headlines is we're threatening to regulate you twitter said it was considering plans to label automated accounts Though Dorsey acknowledged that all bots are not detectable, he said it's really a question of the implementation, but we're interested in it, and we are going to do something along those lines. So appealing to both the congressmen and the the public, uh, the Congress people and the public, to say uh, we are going to try to do something. Also, Republican Senator Susan Collins said she had learned from a university report that she'd been targeted some 270 times by Russian-linked trolls on Twitter. Big number, 270 out of context. Also, probably all of us have been targeted more than on that often by bots that are Russian controlled. Yeah. All right. The implication is that because she's in government. She's yeah. Getting also, more. 270. If you've been on Twitter at all, probably not that much. Right. Uh, I was targeted five times today. <laughs> House Energy and Commerce Committee uh, is still was still wrapping up right before the show. But basically, Twitter submitted a new study that found that Democratic and Republican lawmakers have equal reach on the site. Of course, combine that with what we talked about earlier. But it was still the House members trying to say, you need to be committed to free speech. So in the Senate, 
saying, yeah. you need to crack down on these bots. You need to crack down on the meddling. You need to stop a certain kind of speech. Mm-hmm. And in the House, you need to stop limiting speech. You need mm-hmm. to stop silencing voices. All right, follow with me here. The Department of Justice today, the Attorney General, has scheduled a meeting for September 25th with a number of states' attorneys general to discuss a growing concern that companies may be hurting competition and intentionally stifling the free exchange of ideas on their platforms, according to Justice Department spokesman Devin O'Malley. So Attorney General Jeff Sessions wants to investigate whether not there's election meddling, that's already being investigated, but whether there's suppression of speech. Google said they briefed the committee in these matters several times and had understood that Walker would be an appropriate witness, but suddenly... He was no longer an appropriate witness. Now, that's from he said, she said there. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like Congress, as we mentioned, wanted a big name. It's the third time in less than a year the top social media executives from Silicon Valley have come to Capitol Hill. Uh, November was about election meddling. April is about privacy. Today was about both election meddling and suppressing of conservative voices. This is not, in my opinion, about any of that. There is little to no evidence that any of the meddling has had any actual effect. There's plenty of evidence of meddling, and I'm not saying it hasn't had an effect, but nobody's coming forth with the evidence of here's what it did. Here's what's happened. There is, there's not been much study, and it, what study has been done is never proffered in any of these sessions. To me, this is a movement on some side to exploit fears, to gain advantage, and on the side of the tech companies to keep their businesses profitable. So the tech companies show up because they want to polish their image or they don't show up because they think they can only lose in their image, Google. Uh, Mr. Dorsey said, Twitter is approaching these challenges with a simple question. How do we earn more trust from the people using our service? Facebook says the same thing. Google says the same thing. They are focused on how do we win you back? How do we make you trust us again? We need your business. Whereas the Congress people are all saying, how do I win the midterm election? What do I say? that I can use in an ad that says I held these people accountable. That's why you get the cross purposes of too much free speech, not enough free speech. This is a battle for control. All right. This is my, my new thesis. This is a battle for control of the new most powerful communication medium. And you are seeing every entity with an interest in using its influence, playing all their cards to try to gain an advantage of using it. It's not newspapers anymore. It's not radio. It's not television. Television got dragged before Congress constantly when it was the most powerful medium. It is no longer the most powerful medium. This is the internet and particularly social media coming into its own. And Facebook and Twitter, despite the theater, are not subjects of an enforcement action. There's a little bit of finger way. We might regulate you. But they are the brokers for power. And this is the negotiation with them to get an advantage in using their platform. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's exactly what's going on. I would like to specifically say, all in on your thought process about how uh, we're not getting a uh, any kind of data that shows what was actually done with the meddling. I get that the meddling's scary. I get that it has implications, all of that. But no quantifiable results of what did it actually do? Did it throw an election someone's way? Did it not do that? Did it do something else? Did it just annoy us all? And did it just annoy people who are on these platforms and nobody else is affected by it? Like, we don't know any of that because nobody's talking about that. I assume somebody's studying it somewhere, but are we not going to find out for five years? We've talked about a couple of studies, but they're, yeah, yeah, they're out there. So that's my biggest takeaway from your thoughts is uh, until we start getting some of that, I'm kind of tired about hearing about it. Like, 
okay, there was meddling. Can we now talk about the results? Like it's saying, well, my sprinkler broke. Great. What happened? Oh, you mean I should check to see if there's flooding or other problems? Well, yeah, that's the point. I, I don't hear any of that coming out of anybody. It frustrates me. Well, I don't know. When it comes to Twitter, um, Twitter specifically has had this very strange PR issue lately um, where you're either on the side of Twitter or you're not. We don't have to get into that about, you know, being like, well, you know, the the bad things are happening and, you know, um, bad actors are uh, definitely exist, but we have to be really careful about what accounts um, we're, you know, either deleting or blocking or, you know, the like. Um, And Facebook is going through the same issues. And I think it's very true that, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot of executives are sitting around boardrooms, you know, at these companies going, huh, okay, this got away from us. And now that we've seen patterns of, uh, of, of user behavior that were savvy enough to kind of go on to, under the radar until it was a huge issue, um, it's so that everything is now reactionary, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to forgive anybody really for that because these are all networks that, uh, you know, we're all kind of figuring out how powerful they are as we go along. Now, it's not to say that the people in charge should not have a firmer hand with some of these decisions. And I have issues with particularly Twitter and Facebook in a, in a lot of ways. But I, I can't help but think we are on the right track because if you're holding a company that now knows what's going on and what can be possible, very accountable, particularly before big things happen like a national election, then, you know, again, knowledge is power, right? I, I have a slightly different take on it. For me, it just comes out as being these companies are like the perfect scapegoat for everything that can or will go wrong because they wield such a mind share in, at least in the political, you know, uh, mind share sense that, you know, it's it's suppressing speech from our side or you're allowing 
uh, a very uh, um, aggressive, virulent kind of uh, uh, you know uh, reactive speech that doesn't help the the political discourse. It's essentially blaming the medium rather than the messenger because mm-hmm. it plays well t- to their political base on both sides, but also it allows you to have an almost no. Th- there's no downside not to blame. There's no downside not to haul them for. No one's going to say, oh, why did you waste your time bringing up the heads of Twitter and Facebook on Capitol Hill? No one's going to say that. Everybody's going to say, what did you learn? What did you do? What, what Tom was essentially alluding to. They're scoring political points, but at the same time, they can, you know, they, they can set up themselves down the road. It's like, well, you know what? We would have done better, but this platform was suppressing our political agenda by just you know, you know, by basically stopping any of our uh, political views getting through, or this political, you know, this platform allowed a political agenda to get out of hand because they let everyone and their mother talk about it ad nauseum, and it just kind of you know covered the whole thing and swamped the entire debate and a particular viewpoint where there was no balance, there was no nuance. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it, for me, it's just kind of the perfect political football where you could just toss around. Everyone has fun. No one gets hurt. Well, maybe the companies, but even then, no, like, you know, yeah, not even much, not even much. Yeah. I agree. Uh, this is why I like doing this show because we all four have different viewpoints on this, but we're not necessarily in disagreement. Right. You know, it's no, not like a classic, no. like I'm on this side and you're on that side. We all have four different perspectives and that's what's going on. There's nuance here. And the one thing I, I want to add on top, the cherry on top of the Sunday that we just built out of our four different perspectives is uh, what they want you to do is be mad and afraid. Mm-hmm. That's how they manipulate you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether you're right or they're right. If you're mad and afraid, then whatever happens, they can either say, we prevailed over that thing that made you mad and, or afraid, or because of that thing you were mad or afraid of, we didn't prevail and we need to stop it and, and keep manipulating you to their message and when i say they i mean all of them Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody out there who's got a who's got a stake in persuading you to be on their side yes also that well yeah i think the point roger was making it's it's that same argument of like the media doesn't want you to know about this it's like well that's just becoming facebook and Mm. you know mediums that are less television and more internet Uh, yeah i still see these very strange, uh, you know, theories from people being like, if you want to bypass the algorithm, you have to copy and paste this message and post it here. You know, <laughs> oh it, like gosh, where I'm yeah. like, what are you talking? You're like, like, no, it doesn't work. Who that started one. this? Like, it's a chain letter. You know, yeah. it's it's all no, the same uh, thing that sure. we've seen for years. But people are actually confused about how this all works, and that's where I think it's you know the most detrimental because you're not going to get billions of people using any network to understand how the technology works behind the network. Mm-hmm. They just want to communicate with their friends. Yeah. But it's, it's the idea you know, that the, there's just more to it than that. Back yeah. in the day, people believed that televisions were watching them. Yeah. Right. That yeah. was a legitimate thing did. that my a lot of people did. thought. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother yeah. wouldn't well, have a TV for years so. because of that. <laughs> and now we know they were. Uh, also <laughs> Jack, Dorsey, Jack Dorsey's beard. On point. Just saying. Yeah. Forget about the rest. That beard, dude. <laughs> you got you bearded people, you know, <laughs> Like you just you hey, takes one to know one. Right? Game recognizes game. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Okay. Well, um, all right. Okay. Uh, well, thanks to everybody who participates <laughs> in our subreddit. You helped me make my headlines this morning. So thank you to everyone. And keep it coming. Submit stories and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. You can also hang out on Facebook. Facebook? 
Hey, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash daily tech news show. We're also on that email platform. We get those. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Email. You know, it's a dying fad, but we're still on it. <laughs> Just kidding. Rich and lovely Cleveland, a.k.a. Mr. Anthropology. Hello, Rich. Has a good example of a U.S. retailer working to compete with online options. This has been a topic recently. Rich says, Giant Eagle is a grocery chain around here. Uh, he lives in Cleveland, of course. He says also Pennsylvania and West Virginia. They're a mid-priced grocery store, so they're not bare bones, but they're not like Whole Foods either. They're just the kind of store set to be disrupted whenever Amazon Fresh Delivery arrives in Cleveland. Rich says Giant Eagle now offers the ability to uh, order groceries online, either via the web or an app, with both curbside pickup or delivery options available. This has involved rearranging their retail to provide parking spaces for orders, training personal shoppers. They're now a frequent site when I shop there. Rich says, I imagine this remains a big investment and part of a strategy to remove any barriers to shop at this chain. Their prior strategy had been to remove reasons not to shop in the store, adding a Starbucks or childcare or dining meals or banking options, just to name a few. Well, thank you, Rich. Appreciate that insight as always. Keep them coming, folks. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Thanks also to Scott Johnson, who happens to be in the same room as Tom Merritt. We don't see that very often. Scott, no. uh, how does it feel? It doesn't feel uh, any worse or better than it did last time. <laughs> no, I really like having Tom here. It's been great. And uh, <laughs> we're always happy to be here on Wednesday. So the fact that we worked this out to be a Wednesday appearance yeah, is, yeah. is awesome Yay. for everybody involved. So it worked out nice. A uh, lot of stuff going on around what I'm up to. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, what's that Scott Johnson up to? Well, you can go over to frogpants.com and check it all out. All my work is there. And if that's not enough for you, you can follow me on this uh, Twitter we've been talking about all day where I also have a beard. Uh, that's at Scott Johnson on Twitter. And folks, don't forget, uh, the best way to support Daily Tech News Show is patreon.com slash DTNS. Come a mem- become a member and start chatting with other members. Uh, get some ad-free feeds of the show. Get some exclusive content. We've got a new column coming out tomorrow from Sarah. All of that kind of stuff available at patreon.com slash DTNS. And if you're heading out to Greenville, our meetup is Friday, September 7th at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Family Vine Winery, 1349 Red Ball Trail in Greenville, Illinois. Hey, if you want to email us, feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com is the way to do it. We are live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Justin Robert Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> and scene. You know, Scott, I've been meaning to ask you, who is your um who's your shadow man who says no, Frog Pants? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.